Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. Sunday, 17 February, time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. And let's see here. We got a couple of folks that uh, we were just introduced here. They're visiting from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. It's Charlie and Arlene Kreider. They're down here for uh, a week, and they're staying up in Clearwater, but they drove all the way down here to spend the morning with us. So we thank you very much for that effort. And I have on another, they sent one last week, and they sent a couple in the bag. I have another bandana on from my friends at Pal Talk, and this one has got Jesus all over. It's got little Christian symbols, and, and I like these because, you know, you don't have to fold them and go through all, it's just got, they're, they're not really bandanas, they're more like whatever you would call them, but uh, they're always right. In other words, the Jesus isn't upside down or the cross or whatever's on there, they're always in the right direction, so I want to thank them for that. I appreciate it very much. And we have our first category, as always, is Israel. And let's see here. From the Times of Israel, Trump says the U.S. will protect Israel, keep its eye on Iran from an Iraqi base. Okay? This is something that uh, we've talked about before, and he says that is going to happen. Just because we're pulling out of Syria, he is not going to abandon Israel. Because I've seen this on both sides, both on the Jewish side and on the American side, that we're abandoning Israel. Then he doesn't feel that way. He's getting us out of a mess is what he's doing, and he promised to do that before he became the president. And so, uh, can we help you, ma'am? <laughs> it's my wife today showing up late. I heard my mom, she is here, isn't she? Is my mom here? She's not. So anyway, we'll have to get her as well. Anyway, good to have you here, Miss Garrett. Um, so yeah, it says President Trump said the U.S. military would continue to protect Israel, but vowed to push ahead with the controversial troop withdrawal from Syria. Trump said troops could keep an eye on Iranian activity from a base in Iraq, but the Iraqis went crazy when he said this, so, um, which he said the U.S. would not give up though insisted he would not use it to attack the Islamic Republic. We spent a fortune on building this incredible base. We might as well keep it. And I agree with him. And one of the reasons I want to keep it is because I want to be looking a little bit at Iran because Iran is a real problem. All I want to do is to be able to watch. We have an unbelievable and expensive military base built in Iraq. I love how he always repeats himself. When he says something, he always repeats it because our minds are thick and we just pass over things and he's always repeating himself. It's perfectly situated for looking over different parts of the troubled Middle East rather than pulling up. When I look at Iran, I look at Iran as a nation that causes tremendous problems. Once again, repeating what he just said, he said in the interview. So when my intel people tell me how wonderful Iran is, if you don't mind, I'm going to just go by my own counsel. So good job. President Trump, from the Times of Israel, dogged by the press, Netanyahu launches his own news outlet to throw out the fake. Prime Minister Netanyahu launched a Likud party TV channel on Facebook in his latest attempt to bypass the traditional media. He's got the same problem over there that our president has here and appeal directly to voters to believe that he is innocent of corruption allegations and worthy of a fourth term as prime minister. In a move reminiscent of Trump's online election campaign broadcasts, Likud TV will air each evening at 7 p.m. on Netanyahu's official Facebook page and on a new Likud 
TV page from a studio within the party's headquarters in Tel Aviv. The slogan, we're throwing the fake out of the news. Good job. All right, from Times of Israel, West Bank settlers report surge in population growth. Now, this is a good thing, in my opinion. A lot of people on the left don't agree with it at all. But uh, here we go. A West Bank settler group said the number of people living in settlements surged at a much faster rate than the overall population last year and predicted even more rapid growth thanks to policies of the Trump admin. Baruch Gordon, director of West Bank Jewish Population Stats, said the White House has created a much friendlier environment for the settlers, clearing the way for a surge in construction in the coming years. It's just simply opened up. There's no longer this cloud looming over it. Can I help you, (laughs) ma'am? The second mascara walks in. Here we go. Uh, Let's see here. Um, It's just simply opened up, they said. There's no longer this cloud looming over it. The latest data shows a population in Jewish settlements of the West Bank grew to 449,508 as of January 3rd, up 3.3% from 43,159 a year earlier. In comparison, Israel's overall population grew 1.9% last year to 8.9%. 07 million people. The data showed robust growth in settlements across the board, from large towns located near Israeli population centers to isolated communities deep in the West Bank. Gordon cited several reasons for the rapid growth. An estimated two-thirds of the settler population are religious Jews, who tend to have larger families. In addition, he said the cheap costs of housing have lured many young families that cannot afford homes in Israel proper. But he also said that the Trump admin's attitude towards the settlements is also having an effect. Obama, like a string of predecessors, opposed the settlements as obstacles to peace and put heavy pressure on Israel to halt construction. Trump, in contrast, has done little to stop the construction. While urging restraint at times, the White House has otherwise remained quiet as Israel is pressed forward with numerous developments. I like that. I'm glad to see it. And I'd like to see Israel just completely fill the West Bank, just completely fill it. From Ynet, new Likud candidate calls LGBT community unnatural, and he slams gay pride. Good to see that as well. From Christian News Today, I uh, mentioned... My friend Dennis, who has the ministry in the Philippines last week, and he is asking for, um, you know, a few people to help out to get enough um, uh, Psalm 91 prayer things to get to all 1,700 Marines that are in his town right now. And I said GoFundMe, and it is not GoFundMe that he is on. It is GoGetFunding.com. Okay, and then you type in gogetfunding.com, Psalm 91, backslash Psalm 91, and that should get you to it. And some people emailed me and said, you know, I can't find it on GoFundMe. There's one that's obsolete, and there's a couple other Psalm 91s, but it's not that one. It, and I've never heard of Go Get Funding before. I've always heard of GoFundMe. But anyway, if you want to give to that, make sure that all of those Marines have those cards. That's not a lot of money he's asking for, but that would be something that uh, uh, Go Get Funding dot com backslash psalm 91 and that should get you there and if you can't get there email me and i've got it in my email and i can send you the direct link okay um people have asked me about what our uh 
fearless leader of Christianity, Dope Francis, had to say the thing he signed with the Muslims recently. And there are a billion analysis out there on that. They've gone into great detail on it. They've talked about it. I don't think there's any need for me to go into any detail at all, but I pulled out a couple things that he said, and I'll just give you my thoughts on it. Um, One thing is, moreover, we resolutely declare that religions must never incite war hateful attitudes, hostility and extremism, nor must they incite violence or the shedding of blood. Okay, we ask this on the basis of our common belief in God, who did not create men and women to be killed or to fight one another. That is directly contrary to what Scripture says, 100%. Let me take you, for example, to Deuteronomy chapter 7. I mean, you can go all through the Old Testament, but Deuteronomy chapter 7 is very specific, okay? Here's what it says. It says it several times in this chapter, but we'll just go to the beginning. Chapter 7, verse 1. When the Lord your God brings you into the land which you go to possess and has cast out many nations before you, the Hittites and the Girgashites and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, seven nations greater and mightier than you. And when the Lord your God delivers them over to you, you shall conquer them and utterly destroy them. You shall make no covenant with them, nor show mercy to them. It gets more graphic as you go along. Joshua fulfilled that, and he was directed to do so, to completely wipe out everything. Men, women, children, everything. Some cities were harem. Even the cities themselves were to be completely destroyed. Nothing was to be touched except for the purpose of putting into a pile and burning it, okay? The Lord directed this. The Lord is sovereign over his creation, and if he tells a nation that they are to go and destroy another nation, that is what you do. But what he has said is completely contrary to the word of God. Okay, that's an important thing to understand. Now, that was Israel, and it was for a specific purpose. Understand that as well. Way back at the time of Abraham, God promised Abraham that land. And he said, I am giving you this land. But the sins of the Amorites is not yet complete. Okay, and until that came about, he was not going to destroy people that were not fully sinful enough to be destroyed. But there is a time when the Lord says it's time. 430 years later, the Jews went in, their iniquity had been completed, and so they went in as God's instrument of judgment to destroy all of Canaan. Okay, guess what? That is coming soon to a tribulation period near you. All right, the Lord will judge this world because of its absolute wickedness, just as he did with Canaan, and the world is going to be destroyed to such an extent that it says in the book of Isaiah that he will make man as rare as fine gold, okay? There's not going to be a lot left when it's all said and done, but this is the Lord's world, and he is sovereign, and he can do or tell us to do whatever he wants. So what he said is false. Another thing he said, freedom is a right of every person, Each individual enjoys the freedom of belief, thought, expression, and action. The pluralism and the diversity of religions, color, sex, race, and language are willed by God. He's saying that a diversity of religions is willed by God. That is wholly untrue. There's no way that you can find truth in that statement according to the Bible. None at all. There is one way to be reconciled to God. John 14, 6. If you don't know it, go look it up. Or I can quote it for you. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. Okay? That is it. There is one way to be reconciled to God. A diversity of religions is absolutely a false message. Strike two for him. He goes on. 
he said that was willed in his wisdom through which he created human beings. This divine wisdom is the source from which the right to freedom of belief and freedom to be different derives. I agree with that. Therefore, the fact that people are forced to adhere to a certain religion or culture must be rejected. I would agree with that as well. We don't force anybody into Christianity. It is an appeal based on what God has done. That's what it is. Um, as to the imposition of a cultural way of life that others do not accept, the concept of citizenship is based on the equality of rights and duties under which all enjoy justice. And my thought on that is citizenship implies independent governments. And independent governments imply that they have a right to do what they want with their citizenship, including building walls around them to keep other people out from them. So even in his statement here, he's contradicting thoughts which he has expressed elsewhere in other statements. Then he goes on. The first and most important aim of religions is to believe in God, to honor him and to invite all men and women to believe that this universe depends on a God who governs it. We therefore condemn all those practices that are a threat to life, such as genocide, acts of terrorism, forced displacement, human trafficking, abortion, and euthanasia. And then he says, in the same paragraph, this declaration may constitute an invitation to reconciliation and fraternity among all believers, indeed among believers and non-believers, and among all people of goodwill. Well, he's just said that it's the first and most important name of religions is to believe in God. Well, then you have all of these different religions that believe in God, but they don't believe in the God of the Bible. There is one God. God is one. There are not many ways to this God, and there are not many paths to him. He has given us one path to be reconciled to him. And then non-believers can't be a part of what he just said at the beginning of that statement. So he is contradicting himself. He is saying things that are utter nonsense, and you want to talk about one world, end time stuff. This is the beginning of it right here. When we have one world, one religion, one government, one, you know, currency, the whole thing, this is one of the steps on that path, okay? I'm not one to get too far into these type of things and make a lot of speculations, but those are his words. I have read them to you. Now you understand where the fault in thinking is with this man. He is a, he is a demon, all right? He is a demon. From Fox 10. Bible survives devastating Alabama house fire. This is kind of a nice uh, feel-good story, but I thought I'd throw it in because things like this do happen from time to time, and they always show you when you're having your great disaster in life, when you're having your time of trial and your heart is hurting, the Lord is there, and he will show himself to you in one way or another. It happens if you're looking for that hand upon your life. This person lost his house, an Alabama vet lost everything in the blaze except for God's book that he got from his grandfather. In January, a Christmas tree blaze destroyed his home of 20 years, but he left the Holy Scripture intact. The fireman actually came out of the home with tears in his eyes and said, you're not going to believe this. You've just got to come and see for yourself. This Bible did not have one scorch mark on it, the man recalls. So there you go. Everything was just destroyed. And it's like the cross at, at uh, the 9-11, that, that beam that came down. That comes down to faith. Do I believe that God's hand was in that? Or was it just random chance that that cross was standing there, right? Things like that happen. And we have to say, do I have faith to believe that this occurrence is of God? Is this of God or was it just random chance? 
That's up to up to you to decide. I, I have faith that God will reveal himself to you when you ask him to reveal himself to you. I know this for certain. My mom will testify to this. When I met the Lord, I would sit in the back of my store right down the road here, and I would read the Bible 10 hours a day, every day, and I did that for two years. I'd finish the Bible once a week, and I'd start again immediately. So every week I'd read the Bible, and I did that for over two years. And I would come to a passage, and I'd say, I do not understand that for the life of me. And I'd say, Lord, what are you telling us here? And it may be some obscure verse that I've never heard anybody ever talk about before or since. But within five days, somebody would talk about that particular verse. And I'd call mom and I'd say, and she, she got tired, I'm sure, of me calling her all the time and saying, he's done it again. I called it confirmation because if you want to know God's word, he will reveal it to you. He will. But you have to, one, be willing to put aside your presuppositions. I know people that post all over Facebook that how their doctrine is perfect and their doctrine is terrible and it's getting worse by the day. But they've got a presupposition and they're going to keep posting that presupposition. God will never reveal to them the truth. You have to be willing to say, I could be wrong in this, and we usually are because we have not spent the time in the Word. The more you spend your time in the Word, the better off you're going to be. Okay? From the Christian headlines, Canadian Evangelical School, which we mentioned two times over the past year, uh, adopts LGBTQ rules, says donations enrollment are up. What what price are you going to glorify God? When the admin of Azusa Pacific University, which is not the subject of this, okay, this is a different one. We mentioned them as well. When the admin of Azusa Pacific University dropped the section of its student code of conduct that banned same-sex relationships last August, reaction was swift. American Christian media and church leaders were quick to accuse the evangelical school of caving to societal pressure and the compromising of its Christian identity. We talked about that. The response prompted the university's board to reverse the change, affirming the definition of marriage as being between one man and one woman. Okay, we talked about that. But about the same time, Trinity Western University, which we've talked about twice, Canada's premier evangelical university, also made a change related to same-sex relationships, but in a different way and with different results. Now, I want you to understand that this was forced on them by the Canadian government. You will not be considered as a legitimate college unless you accept our standards, and which means that somebody goes to the college, they can't become a lawyer, right? So... Do we have a college that honors Jesus Christ or do we not have this college at all because we are not honoring Jesus Christ with the policy that we have to make? They made the wrong choice. They should have closed the doors and said, we're not going to do it. But here we go. It, uh, in TWU's case, the school kept its community covenant, which requires students to abstain from sexual intimacy that violates the sacredness of marriage between a man and a woman. Over the past year, reaction to the change has been mostly positive, said James Tweedy, TWU's director of marketing, and support for the university remains strong. We haven't experienced a negative impact on donations, he said. In fact, both donations and enrollment continue to be stronger than in prior years. The change followed a ruling two months earlier by Canada's Supreme Court that the law societies of British Columbia and Ontario had the power to receive to accredit a law school TWU wanted to create because of that covenant. So they caved, and they're prospering because of it. At what point will you put your prosperity above the doctrine of Jesus Christ? You have to ask yourself that. We talked about that before we started the Prophecy Update. You have to be a person of morals and say, Christ comes first. There are people that are dying 
all over this world, even today, because of their faith in Jesus Christ, okay? They are willing to not compromise their doctrines. They're being thrown into prisons. They're being executed because they will not waffle on their convictions. And here we sit fat, dumb, and happy, and we're worried about donations to keep going. The Lord will reward you a million times over, more than that, when you stand before him in glory and say, I held to your word and what you expected of me. Islam today. From Jerusalem Post, Egypt. You know where my thoughts are going on this. I, I won't say it, but anyway. Egypt pumps toxic gas into smuggling tunnel, killing two Pakistanians. The Hamas-run Gaza... In, yeah. Hey, it's... It's not America. That's all I can say. Gaza Interior Ministry was quoted by Wafa News as identifying the two as 39-year-old Hamas officer Abdul Hamid Al-Aker, who was killed during a security mission to inspect the tunnel. They've got an illegal tunnel going over to Egypt. They've been told not to build these things. What's the difference between gassing somebody and shooting them? Well, you know, under the United Nations, gassing is against the law, but whatever. I mean, when you kill somebody, they're dead. It doesn't matter how they died. They went in there and they were inspecting this illegal tunnel and Egypt did such a bad thing. Anyway, my thought is, and I'm not saying to gas the people coming over the border, but we allow them to come in and live at our expense until we have a trial for them. I, I, absolutely not. Send them back. If these people can do this in Egypt, the least we can do is say, you're not allowed into this country. You can go anywhere until we have your review, but you're not coming over this border. Anyway... That's just how I feel about it. Let's see here. The other one is uh, 28-year-old Sobi Abu Karsin. Abu Karsin was said to have died during a rescue attempt. Several other security personnel were rescued by civil defense teams from inside the tunnel and were rushed to hospital where they were described as being in moderate condition. Do what you want with that article. I just thought I'd throw it in there that Egypt took action. And there's not a lot on the news about this. No. You know, I mean, you just didn't hear a lot about it, but... They have a right to protect their borders. They have a right to not have people come into their land underground and to come in and to cause all kinds of trouble in their nation. Haaretz, withdrawal of U.S. troops from Syria expected within weeks, General says. The U.S. is likely just weeks away from starting the withdrawal of ground troops from Syria ordered by President Trump. The U.S. top commander overseeing American forces in the Middle East said, we're weeks away from having one more promise fulfilled by our president. From Yahoo, heavy clashes as U.S.-backed forces make final push against ISIS. Good job. If we're leaving in weeks, let's leave them dead. U.S.-backed forces were locked in fierce fighting as they pressed the battle against the last shred of the Islamic State's group Caliphate in eastern Syria. The jihadists overran large parts of the country and neighboring Iraq in 2014, but various military offenses have since reduced that territory to a patch on the Iraqi border. The SDF, supported by a U.S. local coalition, announced a final push to retake the jihadist pocket after a pause of more than a week to allow civilians to flee. JNS, declassified report on UNRWA accuses the State Department, not our State Department, of misleading Congress on Fakistinian textbooks. They wouldn't do that. A report by the USGAO accuses the U.S. State Department of misleading Congress over a recent couple of years regarding actions by the UNRWA over the distribution of textbooks that promote Fakistinian violence against Israel. Evidence that has long been documented. And what did they do? They tried to hide it by saying these documents are classified. They cannot get out. The only thing that was classified was the fact that they were 
working against U.S. policy by promoting terrorism against Israel. And they got caught. And you want to know what's going to happen about it? Absolutely nothing. You can't fire these people. You can't do anything to them. It's, we have what's called a deep state, and it is very deep. And they've passed laws to protect themselves all the way to the end of the line. From uh, Zero Hedge, Iran films underground city of ballistic missiles in provocative snub of U.S. and the EU. So they've got a city of missiles down there, and they're filming it and just snubbing it in the face. And, you know, just this morning I read that France and Germany are still siding with Iran. The IRGC released footage of the new missile stored deep inside what state media called an underground ballistic missile production facility in what appears to be the latest provocative snug to U.S. and EU leaders who recently demanded Iran halt all missile development and tests, but which Tehran has said is for defensive reasons and therefore legal within the framework of the JCPOA. The Forest News published video showcasing the new missile called the Desfool, described as having twice the destructive power of the older Zulfaghar model, which had a range of 700 kilometers, according to statements by something I can't pronounce. And in comments aimed directly at the West, IRGC chief Jafari said displaying this missile production facility deep underground in an answer to Westerners who think they can stop us from reaching our goals through sanctions and threats. So once again, this is the second or third week in a row where I've showed that they didn't care about this thing at all. They have been going around it since the very beginning. Going on, it says Iran has voluntarily limited the range of its missiles to 2,000 kilometers, but that still is enough to hit its arch enemy Israel and U.S. bases in the Middle East. So they're just being as belligerent as they can. From the Washington Free Beacon, Iran claims to have formula for a nuclear bomb. The senior Iranian official said that the Islamic Republic has the chemical and technical know-how to produce a nuclear weapon. Ahmad Khatami, a senior member of Iran's Assembly of Experts, which enjoys close ties with Supreme Leader Khamenei, claimed in recent comments that having a nuclear missile is vital for Iran to confront the U.S. and its allies. Meanwhile, Iran continues to manufacture and test advanced ballistic missile technology capable of carrying a nuclear warhead. Well, let's see. They have the know-how to make a nuclear bomb. They have everything they need to make a nuclear bomb. And they have the missiles that are capable of delivering a nuclear bomb. Duh, thank you. From Al Arabiya. In revolution anniversary speech, Rouhani lays claim to Bahrain, other neighbors. He went down there and he said, Bahrain belongs to us. It was a part of our empire a billion years ago, and so it still belongs to us. Guess what? During the speech, Rouhani also laid claims to several other areas, including parts of land that are currently in Azerbaijan, Armenia, and Georgia. And you wonder why these countries are making alliances with Israel? It's because they don't want to be taken over by this insane country. Mongolia today. Xinhua. Mongolia declares outbreak of meningococcal disease. I hope I pronounced that right. Mongolia's NCCD declared an outbreak of the life-threatening disease. The Asian country has recorded three cases of the disease so far this year. The NCCD said meningococcal disease is caused by the bacteria Neisseria, I guess, I can't even pronounce the second word, and can cause infections in the lining of the brain or in the blood or both. It has high mortality rate if untreated, but it is vaccine preventable. 
The center urged people to identify systems early on and seek urgent medical treatment as health facilities if they feel sick. The common symptoms of the disease include sudden fever, vomiting, nausea, headache, stiff neck, backache, and increased sensitivity to light. And over the past three days, that's kind of how I felt. I've had it just a, you know what? My wife was sick from Monday through Wednesday, and she was so nice to me. On Valentine's Day, she gave me her sickness. So I've been sick since Valentine's Day, and I'm feeling better today. But I got to tell you, yesterday was the worst of all. I, I did not finish up mission work. There were enough people. I gave them all a hug, gave them a, breathed on them, and I left. Okay, I didn't do that. But anyway, I, I appreciate that, dear. You were so good to me. Thank you. Um, you know what, though? I always say, I don't mind getting sick. I mean, nobody wants to get sick, but Lord, just let me not be sick on Sunday. That's, I can type the sermons on Monday while I'm sick. I can be miserable doing it, but I can do it. I just don't want to be sick on Sunday. And so far, I have not missed a Sunday since I started preaching. Thank you, Lord Jesus. From Daniel 12 Technology Today, Mail Online. Hope for epileptics as scientists discover device implanted in the brain cuts seizures by 93% over three months. Unnamed chip gives out the proteins GDNFs in the hippocampus in the brain. GDMFs help produce dopamine with low levels being associated with seizures. When implanted in epileptic rats, they protected even once it was removed. So we may have this taken care of. We'll see. Mail online. Hope for veterans with PTSD. Brain zapping technique that resets their internal rhythm eased symptoms for 60% of them within four weeks. Yes, I'm very happy to read this. Newport Brain Research Lab in California is in the midst of a clinical trial to assess its new brain zapping technique, MERT, pulses energy into veterans' brains to recalibrate their brain's overall frequency. The method has offered relief from PTSD and depression symptoms for over 650 veterans. There are hopes the technique could replace the pointless TMS brain zapping system that the FDA approved in 2008. So they've got one brain zapper that doesn't work and they're still using it. We're hoping that this will be relief for our veterans. From Revelation Plagues today, just one article. It's rather long. I've reported on this a couple years in a row. We have another article this year on it. Plummeting insect numbers threaten collapse of nature. You talk about end time stuff. I mean, real revelation plague stuff. And you wonder, how can there not be enough food on the planet? Get rid of the insects and there won't be enough food. Okay, that's that one-to-one correlation. They pollinate everything. Small things eat smaller things, eat smaller things, eat smaller things. You take anything out of that chain, that link, and you'll have a problem. Here we go. The world's insects are hurtling down to the path to extinction, threatening a catastrophic collapse of nature's ecosystems. More than 40% of insect species are declining and one-third are endangered. The rate of extinction is eight times faster than that of mammals, birds, and reptiles. The total mass of insects is falling by a precipitous 2.5% a year, according to the best data available, suggesting that they could vanish within a century. Insect population collapses have recently been reported in Germany and Puerto Rico, but the review strongly indicates the crisis is global. Unless we change our ways of producing food, insects as a whole will go down the path of extinction in a few decades. They write, the repercussions this will have for the planet's ecosystems are catastrophic to say the least. 
The analysis published in the journal Biological Conservation says intensive agriculture is the main driver of the declines, particularly the heavy use of pesticides. Urbanization and climate change, forget climate change, are also significant factors. If insect species losses cannot be halted, this will have catastrophic consequences for both the planet's ecosystems and for the survival of mankind. One of the biggest impacts of insect loss is on many birds, reptiles, amphibians, and fish that eat insects. If this food source is taken away, all these animals starve to death. Such cascading effects have already been seen in Puerto Rico, where a recent study revealed that a 98% fall in ground insects over 35 years. The new analysis selected the 73 best studies done to assess the insect decline. Butterflies and moths are among the worst hit. For example, the number of widespread butterfly species fell by 58% on farmland in England between 2000 and 2009. The UK has suffered the biggest recorded insect falls overall, though that is probably a result of being more intensely studied than most places. Bees have also been seriously affected, with only half of the bumblebee species found in Oklahoma in the United States in 1949 being present in 2013. The number of honeybee colonies in the U.S. was 6 million in 1947. 3.5 million have been lost since then. So very, very serious stuff. If we lose our, you know what? Thank goodness for Jesus because I believe in the rapture. It's what the Bible teaches, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, or 15, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, all kinds of pictures of it in the Old Testament. And guess what? Despite what people say, it is pre-tribulation. Mm -hmm. If you don't understand that, go and watch the uh, prophecy update that I did. It's about a year old. Send me a link and I'll send it to you, the timing of the rapture. It is very clear, okay? People say, I saw somebody post on Facebook recently that it never says there's a pre-tribulation rapture in the Bible. Well, guess what? It never says there's a mid-tribulation rapture or a post-tribulation rapture in the Bible either. It doesn't explicitly say it at all. But it's very, very clear when you do the study, okay? And there will be a rapture one way or another, whether it's pre, mid, or post, because that is explicit. It is going to happen. So just be ready for that. But pre-tribulation is correct. If people disagree, I don't argue with them. They can be specialists all they want. They are just not specialists in what is correct, okay? <laughs> from morality today, from essence, Atlanta's HIV problem is now an epidemic. From the Telegraph, Boys can have periods, too. Children to be taught in latest victory for transgender campaigners. School children will be taught that all genders can have periods in new sex education lessons and a victory for transgender rights campaigners. The advice to teachers was approved by Brighton and Hove City Council as they tried to tackle stigma around menstruation. That's England for you. They're saying that boys, yeah. Okay, DNC, marijuana in New York. Here's how Andrew Cuomo plans to legalize it tax it there you go oh, yeah. cnn couple inspires toymaker mattel to consider creating a same-sex barbie wedding set bbc new zealand to hold cannabis referendum in 2020 daily wire 11 year old boy dressed in drag these are all within the past 45 days so you've probably seen some of them a while ago i'm reminding you of them this is i'll be done with this next week we can get into some articles and after a month or two, I'll have so many I need to do this again. But here we go. 11-year-old boy dressed in drag dances at gay bar, gets dollar bills thrown at him. Now imagine the child abuse in that one, 
11-year-old boy in drag at a gay bar having money thrown at him, and nobody says anything. Try that in a church. Have a student, a, a person in a church that's 11 years old stand up and start singing about Jesus, and they'll arrest him in some places. The Denver Chronicle. Coloradans can now change their gender identity on their birth certificates. Good job, Colorado. Mail online. Planned Parenthood accused of mistreating pregnant employees by denying breaks, failing to promote them, and viewing them as expensive and inconvenient on top of failing to provide maternity leave in 49 out of 55 regions. Daily Wire, UCLA professor, too many white male firefighters out there. Oh, no. Yeah. Weasel Zippers, Christian Baker sued again for turning down transgender birthday cake. So what they do is they lose one suit, they just try another angle, and eventually they'll have this guy drummed out of business. From uh, CBS Philly, controversial treatment transfers patients with young blood from teenagers to reverse the aging process. So if you want to go get young blood from teenagers, you can buy it and you can get younger. From Mail Online, Missouri University says a man asking out a woman who is smaller than him could be sexual harassment. Oh, yeah, that means that 99.827% of all men are sexually harassing because they're all bigger than women. I don't mean that all of them, but you know, it's the general thing about humanity is that men are bigger than women normally, right? From KOMU. Stephens College redefines womanhood in its new admissions policy. The second oldest all-women's college in the country will allow prospective students to define their own gender. From CBN, children encouraged to act gay, dress like Muslims in Australian school program. That's in Perth, Australia. From the Daily Wire, Britain's first transgender family now transitioning their five-year-old son to a female. PJ Media, Oregon, you wonder about when the Lord says it would be like the days of Noah and you read Genesis chapter 6 and it says wickedness filled the entire earth. Yep. I mean, I, I say this, every year I say this, I cannot believe the things that I'm reading today I wouldn't have thought would be possible last year. And I've said that year after year after year. Every year we get, it's just like the Bible says, inventing new ways of being evil inventing new ways of being wicked. It is absolutely unbelievable. Um, let's see here. PJ Media, Oregon could become the first state to require in-home surveillance of newborn babies. You can abort them right up until the moment they're born, but if Oregon Governor Kate Brown has her way, the Beaver State will become the first to require universal home visits for newborn children in the care of their own parents. You no longer have a right to take care of your child, but you have a right to do what you want with it as long as it hasn't been born from the womb, unless you're in some places where it's even after the womb, it no longer matters. From uh, Christian Institute, men get access to women-only wards in NHS trans policy. This is over in England. Hospitals are allowing male patients to share female wards if they self-identify as woman, even if they haven't had a gender reassignment surgery. Free Beacon, Fed spending $453,592 giving financial support to transgender women. Your tax dollars. Zero Hedge, record number of children identifying as transgender in the UK. Well, of course. College Fix, New York State legislation permits college financial aid for illegal aliens. Mail Online, 
New York bans transgender discrimination and use of conversion therapy on children. That's already been shown to be illegal in state after state, but they're going to do it anyway. You, you say you cannot give somebody counseling on becoming normal again. Well, it's been one state after another that's been overturned, but New York is going to be the exception. We're not going to allow you to talk about this. Let's see here. From the Christian headlines, Liberty Council files suit against Maryland for banning gender confusion counseling. There you go. So it's going to happen. Maryland will be shown that they can't do it, but New York is doing it anyway. From Mail Online, New Jersey becomes fourth state to introduce gender-neutral birth certificates. Okay, our other category. I often mispronounce the president of China's name. My friend, he's a missionary there. It drives him up a wall. Okay, so he has emailed me twice and I keep forgetting. And so he said, Xi Jinping. And he said, I want you to make a mental note. A girl drinking gin playing ping pong. Okay, Xi Jinping. I hope I never forget that again because I could tell he was really getting annoyed at me. Okay, here we go. I Before I get into the other category, I want to mention that I have seen people post on Facebook that some of the Republicans are angry at the president for doing what he did with this. This is a national emergency. We're going to put up a wall. Okay. They say one of the arguments was that he is going to now set a precedent where Democrats will do this as well. I have to tell you something. They would do it anyway. Okay. That is, that is fallacious thinking at its highest because that law is now in place. Why do you think they put that law in place? So they can say it's a national emergency. We're going to take away your guns or it's a national emergency. We're going to do this or that. That law is in place. He has a right to do this. It doesn't matter at all if he does it or not. They're going to do it. He's not setting some type of precedent that all of a sudden we're going to react because he did it. No, no, no. And the second thing is that it's exactly what our Republicans have done in the Senate time and again when they get the Senate back. The Democrats always, the first thing they do when they take over the Senate is to get rid of the, the two-thirds majority rule and they go to the nuclear option. Every single time that the Republicans win back the Senate, the first thing they do is say, we're going to play nice and we're going to go up to the two-thirds majority or whatever it is. And so you have to have this high number and they won't go with the nuclear option. And they think that they're being nice and that they're not going to offend anybody. These people don't care at all. They're a laughing stock. Our president is doing the right thing. And that is not a good argument. Don't email me about that argument because it is wrong thinking. Okay. Yeah, yeah, dare you to try, especially with the gun thing, because that is a Second Amendment right. That would not go this far. They already have people that have said there is a crisis on the border. Our previous presidents are speaking in, you know, State of Union addresses saying that, three or four of them. He has enough right to do this. He should do it, and he will do it. Okay, from Reuters. Exclusive, Venezuela shifts oil ventures accounts to Russian bank. Once again, raping the country. NBC, volunteers ready USAID for Venezuela as Maduro digs in. Bloomberg, as Maduro digs in, his aides hunt for an emergency escape route. They know it's coming. (laughs) Mail Online, President Maduro launches biggest military drills in Venezuela's history as he warns the country must prepare to defend its sovereignty, territorial integrity, and independence. From Stars and Stripes, mysterious Turkish firm helped Maduro move $900 million in gold. 
Two months after President Maduro visited his counterpart Erdogan in Ankara, a mysterious company called Sardis sprang into existence. The firm started business with a bang in January of 2018 when it imported about $41 million worth of gold from Venezuela. He knew in advance that he needed to get his ducks in a row and get rich somewhere else. He's been doing this over a year now. The first such transaction between the two countries in records that go back 50 years. They've never done anything like this in 50 years. And all of a sudden, there's this need to do this. The next month, it's volume more than doubled. The Sardis transporting almost $100 million worth to Turkey. By November, when President Trump signed an executive order authorizing sanctions on Venezuelan gold after sending an envoy to warn Turkey off the trade, Sardis had shuttled $900 million worth of gold from that country. He has literally raped that country. Those people are suffering, and they will continue to suffer as long as that man stays in power. Zero Hedge. Over 1,000 scientists signed dissent from Darwinism statement. Good job. These are brave people because their jobs are on the line when they signed this. Earlier this month, and this is not a list of cuckoos or people that are uneducated. Listen. Earlier this month, a long list of PhD scientists who dissent from Darwinism reached a milestone, crossing the threshold of 1,000 signatures. There are 1,043 scientists on the A scientific dissent from Darwinism list. A scientific dissent from Darwinism is a simple 32-word statement that reads, We are skeptical of claims for the ability of random mutation and natural selection to account for the complexity of life. Careful examination of the evidence for Darwinian theory should be encouraged. That's all they said, 32 words. Launched in 2001, the list continues to collect support from scientists from universities across America and globally. Signers have earned their PhDs at institutions that include Harvard, Yale, Columbia, Cornell, Princeton, Brown, Dartmouth, and the University of Pennsylvania. Others on the list earned their doctorates at Clemson, UT Austin, Ohio State, UCLA, Duke, Stanford, Emory, UNC Chapel Hill, and many others. Still other signers are currently employed as professors across the nation. Those who sign it must either hold a PhD in a scientific field such as biology, chemistry, mathematics, engineering, computer science, or one of the other natural sciences, or they must hold an MD and serve as a professor of medicine. The group points out that signing the statement does not mean that these scholars endorse alternative theories such as self-organization, structuralism, or intelligent design, but rather simply indicates skepticism about modern Darwinian theories' central claim that natural selection acting on random mutations is the driving force behind the complexity of life. According to Discovery Institute, the signers have all risked their careers or reputations in signing. The left does not want this. They do not want this to be discussed at all because it is a lie. It is one of the largest lies on this planet. Okay, it is a direct attack against God. That is what it is. I've been typing the Hebrews commentary, the one I typed yesterday, which means it'll be out in 10 days, addresses exactly this issue. Okay, if you're not reading the Hebrews commentary, shame on you. (laughs) Mail online. Panera Bread closes the last of its pay what you can cafes nine years after launching the experiment. In other words, we open the doors and we say, we have all of this food and all of these goodies. Come in, buy what you want and pay what you can. 
Typical liberal idea. We had somebody do that in downtown Sarasota a couple years ago. And what he did is he put up his grand opening sign and right below it, he put going out of business because that's what you get with this type of thinking. The last remaining Panera Cares location in Boston closed permanently Friday. Panera released a statement saying the donation-based model was not viable. (laughs) At the program's peak, there were five locations in Chicago, Dearborn, Michigan, Portland, Oregon, and Boston. All liberal, all eventually closed. What do you think? You know what? If somebody needs a meal and they can't afford it, you give it to them. You don't expect them to be deceitful because that's what they will do. The heart is desperately wicked, the Bible says. Zero Hedge. Finland abandons helicopter money experiment. Well, of course they do. No new jobs created. What do you expect? You give people money and you say, here, we're going to give this to you and that'll help you get on your feet and get a job. Doesn't work. And now they're trying it in three places in America within the past week, I read. Here we go. One, people were happier. They got free money. Two, no new jobs created. Zero hedge. Chicago mayor proposing paying 1,000 residents $1,000 a month with no strings attached. That's one of the three. So it didn't work there. It's going to work here in a, a city that is already completely bankrupt. They are, they are on their last breath in Chicago, and yet they want to do this. Okay, got a less trick here for you. The Bible surviving house flame shows power that dwells in God's name. God gave him a gift, his spirits to lift earth's troubles. God's love overcame. Good job, Les or Kathy. All right, got a couple ironies for you. I call this Islamic battle of the sexes. Mail online. Couple divorce after three minutes when Kuwaiti bride trips and husband calls her stupid, prompting his wife to have the marriage annulled immediately. Yes, and Mail Online, UAE Gender Equality Awards are won entirely by men. Good job, UAE. Such is the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is the Superior Word, and that is your Prophecy Update for the week.